the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Must be another white supremacist. Yeah, do you remember the Amir Locke story? Maybe you heard about this one. He was a 22-year-old black man who was um, killed earlier this year by cops during a no-knock warrant raid in uh, Minneapolis. Of course, uh, this was followed by riots and uh, lots of outrage and plenty of people in the media calling for the cops and whoever else to be prosecuted. Ben Crump, the attorney who uh, has cashed in with clients like George Floyd and others, uh, he was quick to jump in. Uh, He claims it was another case, of course, of racist cops killing a black man. Locke was asleep on the couch in a place he was visiting. I think it was his cousin's uh, place when the cops came in and told him to get on the floor. And the body cam footage showed that when he got up and uh, removed the blanket as he stood up, he was holding a gun. And that's when a cop named Mark Hanneman shot him three times and killed him. Now, there was an investigation to determine whether Hanneman was justified in shooting. And today, the Minnesota Attorney General decided not to bring any charges. So when do the riots start? You know, in Minneapolis, maybe a few other cities around the country. When does Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez run to the media about this one? This has to be another case of white supremacy with a white cop killing a black man and not having to pay for a, pay a price for it. Oh, wait. The prosecutor in this case is Keith Ellison, and he's black. So uh, never mind. No white supremacy, no riots, no problem. Move along. Anyway, when we come back, I'll be talking to Lou Barletta, who's in a close race for the Republican nomination for governor. And then in our second half hour, I'm going to be talking to Jeremy Schaefer, He's running for the Republican nomination for Congress in the 17th District. Stick around. Raised in abject poverty on a pig farm, Kathy Barnett overcame bleak beginnings with hard work and determination following a calling to join the U.S. Army Reserve. A proud veteran, now a homeschool mom and pro-Trump conservative fighter for Pennsylvania, Kathy Barnett is running for the U.S. Senate to preserve the America that gave her the opportunity to rise. Barnett says she's proof that woke liberals are wrong about America. And Kathy knows parents deserve a say in their own kids' education. Barnett will fight to clean up Biden's inflation mess, end the welfare state, stop the creep of socialism, and make America great again. And Kathy's not afraid to take on the swamp establishment in both parties to do what's right for Pennsylvania. Send a pro-Trump conservative fighter to the Senate. Kathy Barnett. Paid for by Club for Growth Action, clubforgrowthaction.org, and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Club for Growth Action is responsible for the content of this ad. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. 
Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Are you wondering if this year you'll still be asking why it seems so easy for other people to find love but so hard for me? If you're feeling the pain of being alone and are tired of everyone around you finding their soulmates and leaving you behind, then get ready to remove the barriers to finding the marriage of your dreams and start believing it's possible for you. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Join me in my Married in 12 Months Challenge, where I'll teach you why now is your time to find love, what are the lies that are holding you back, why God wants you to be married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools you need to become a bride. Listen, if you deeply desire to be married, but you're still single, you should be doing something about it. Sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com. The only thing you have to lose is the pain of being alone on your journey. So join me at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, the Republican primary uh, for governor of Pennsylvania is less than a week away next Tuesday, and it's looking like a race between Lou Barletta and Doug Mastriano. And Lou is on the phone right now. Lou, thanks for coming on the show again. Appreciate it. Hi, John. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I, I think I mention this every time. I think you were the first guest I ever had on the show when we went on the air four years ago. I'm, I'm sure that's one of the, uh, one of the great honors of your life, but I, I just wanted to make sure is, I threw that but- <laughs> so I, I see that there is uh, one less candidate in the race. I think I think it's as of today. One of your opponents, uh, Jake Corman, dropped out, and then he endorsed you. Yeah, it was uh, great. I uh, really appreciate and, and, and uh, honored that you know I have Senator Corman uh, realize that you know the Republicans now, after having you know nine nine candidates in the race, that we need to coalesce around one. Uh, and we have to make sure that we beat Josh Shapiro. That's the most important thing. We can't come out of this this election fractured as a party uh, because it makes it more difficult to do so. So I'm glad that uh, Senator Corman took that uh, uh, took that first step. And uh, you know, we also today were endorsed by uh, Governor Mark Schweiker and Lieutenant Governor Jim Colley as well. And uh, Rick Santorum yesterday, right? And Rick Santorum actually uh, came out today again and endorsed me, and uh, so I'm really proud. And tomorrow we're going to uh, we're going to have an announcement. Uh, with uh, I'll be with Melissa Hart tomorrow, and we're going to have a, a special announcement tomorrow. So could there be more candidates uh, uh, doing what um, what uh, Jay Corman did before Tuesday? Yeah, there could be absolutely uh, because, as I said, you know, as long as we're fractured, it makes it. It makes it more difficult. So uh, it, it seems to be that that you know many people are are realize that I may give us, I will give us the best chance to beat Josh Shapiro. I have a I have a record of beating Democrats. I've actually done it, uh, you know, throughout the, the town that I was mayor of is a two to one Democrat city, and I won three times by uh, huge margins. I beat a twenty six year Democrat incumbent for Congress. Uh, so I I believe I you know it gives us the best chance. So. We need to come together now. We we need to be united. I have to be the the one that unites the party, and and we uh, make sure Josh Shapiro is not our next governor. And, and what are the polls saying right now? Uh, Mastriano is he leading? He is. He is. Uh, you know, it depends what what poll. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's he's got he's got a lead, and and uh, but again, when the uh, when the party shrinks, when the when the number of candidates shrink, those numbers change dramatically. So uh, that's why you know we won't know until uh, until Tuesday. And even if somebody is supporting another candidate, or they have been supporting another candidate, when they go in election day, they know that the goal is to make sure Shapiro right. doesn't win. And if their candidate isn't in the running, you know they, you know I, I believe many of them will say, "Listen, I have to make sure my vote counts." 
Um, you know, I can't I can't just throw my my vote away. We can't have Shapiro uh, winning. So uh, even though Jake Corman's name will still and any others that that may drop out, their name will still be on the ballot. You know, they'll they'll be asking that people would vote for me instead of uh, pulling their their uh, pushing their button. So uh, the the big argument against Mastriano, and it's a pretty uh, important argument, uh, seems to be that he can't win. Uh, what 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 is that based on, and and why do you think that's the case? I mean, when I can't run against well, Shapiro, so I'm, uh, what's what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and you know that a lot of people you know are making making that case, and and you know, John, I've been been really careful to to say you know being the person that wants to unite the party you know i haven't run one negative ad i haven't said one negative thing and the case that i'm making in these last five days is i am the person that could beat shapiro and that's what people are going to have to make their own their own decision on whether you know whether it's mastriano or one of the other candidates uh you know who who could who could beat shapiro it's coming down to the two of us right now uh, so I think when people go in, you know, they're going to make that decision. So, you know, I'm making the case that I can beat him and and uh, and will. So, um, you know, I think that's why you're seeing a lot of people coalesce around me. What are the main differences between you and Mastriano? Well, I, you know, there's not a lot of light between us on policy issues. I mean, if you if anybody's watched the forums and debates, you know, all of, all of the candidates, you know, seem to be. Uh, on the same page, we you know we want to make sure energy is uh, our uh, number one job producer here in Pennsylvania. We'll get us out of Reggie and repeal Act 77, and you know put parents back in charge of their education. Uh, I think I think the main difference between us is that I have beaten Democrats. I have a record of beating Democrats, uh, and I think that's what distinguishes me from all of the other candidates. Some of them, you know, haven't even run for office before. Uh, and they, they can't say, you know, whether or not, you know, how they're going to do in a general election. I can. I've, I've got a record, and I think that that's important. I think from what from my perspective, what I'm hearing about it is that Mastriano, again, there may not be a big difference uh, between him and you, but um, that he has a couple of little items in there that are a little bit more radical, and I'm just wondering if, uh, and this wouldn't just be uh, as it applies to your race and the governor's race, um, but has what might have been considered radical five or six year, years ago become less radical now with what's happening with Roe v. Wade being the most recent example? Yeah, you know, people are uh, people are, are really, um, you know, some of the issues, like you said, that, 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 that seemed radical before are not, not so now. You know, the abortion issue is back on the table again and... Uh, you know, so you know, people are going to have to make up their mind on whether or not they think that you know that candidate, whether it be Mastriano or one of the others, you know what, you know, everybody's going to be vetted. You know, I, I like to say, you know, with the congressional races I ran and running against Bob Casey, there's not only not any skeletons in my closet, there's not any bones left in my closet. So there's no October surprises for us, and mm-hmm. each candidate will will be vetted by the other other side, and and some have not yet, and and that could be problematic, of uh, you know come November. Well, I, I you know I know this is kind of a dumb thing, but candidates like to say what they're going to do on day one. Well, you don't ever really do it on day one, ah. but just using that right. expression, if you were elected governor, what do you do on? I'll make it day two, like the day after the election. <laughs> There are so many things that I need to do uh, that Governor Wolf has screwed up uh, that it's going to take, you know, every day. We're gonna, I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I'm going to repeal uh, Act 77. That's the first thing. We're going to make sure we get out of Act 77. I'm going to withdraw us from Reggie, the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. I'm going to make sure the country knows that Pennsylvania is open for business again, and we're going to unleash the natural resources, the gas that we have under our feet there, build the pipelines, bring these jobs uh, back here to Pennsylvania. And, and we're going to make sure people know that we will not teach critical race theory to our children when I'm governor. We're not going to teach our children to hate each other. We're going to teach them to love each other. We're also going to teach them American history again. We're not going to let anybody rewrite the history of this great country. And I promise you this, John, biological boys 
will not play sports against girls when I'm governor. Those are all big things, uh, and I think just the three things you rattled off there, I think they would be, uh, most people would agree with you on that stuff, but somehow the Democrats don't push that stuff, and they keep getting elected. Why is that? I, I just don't, I just, well, they don't I, seem like they're popular, that, that anybody would want, uh, that, that the majority of people would want boys competing against girls in sports, for example. But why do they keep winning on that? I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to keep winning on that. I think the American people are fed up. I mean, every time you go, you pull off to get, to get some gas in your car, you're even more angrier. Yeah, you know, you look at, at at inflation, you look at the border, you look at the ghost lights that are dumping people into Pennsylvania who you have no idea who who they are. I think the American people are fed up with this. And when, when Joe Biden makes a statement like, you know, when, when parents drop their, when parents' kids are in the classroom, they're not their kids anymore. Who is he kidding? Are you kidding me? Whose kids are they? They're, they're, they're are the parents' kids. And, and uh, they've lost. They've lost their way, John, totally, completely, and I think even some Democrats are fed up with this, and that's why I'm going to win by a big margin, but we've got to win the primary first. And um, uh, what can the governor do about I mean, how, how does the governor go about uh, getting around all this stuff? Is it a major deal? And you're going to, you have, if you were elected today, you would have uh, the, the support of the legislature, but how much power does a governor have to, to accomplish the things you're saying? And how, what, what kind of, well, how much has, time are we talking about? He has, he has a lot of power because Governor Wolf, you know, had the power to mess it up, even though we had a Republican legislature, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and same with Joe Biden, you know. And, and think of this. There would be no firewall. If Josh Shapiro were the governor, there would be no firewall between Joe Biden and the people of Pennsylvania. Josh Shapiro would simply turn his head and you know, allow all these great, crazy ideas to come in here and affect our lives. Look what Ron DeSantis has been able to do in Florida. That's what I'm going to be able to do in, in Pennsylvania. But but here's here's something else, John, that separates me as well. You know, people watched me stand on that national stage when I fought against illegal immigration, when nobody in America had the courage to do it. And I didn't back down. I stood there and I fought for the people in my community, and that's what people want. Again, they want somebody who is proven, who is road tested, who is ready, and who has the courage and has proven he has the courage. And and I think that separates me. Many of these people have never been in that position, and it's not time. You know, I like to say I wouldn't get on an airplane with somebody who's never flown before. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, you know, that's what I offer people. You know, I'm I'm road tested and ready. We're talking to Lou Barletta. He's uh, running in the uh, primary for governor, uh, the Republican nomination for governor of Pennsylvania. The uh, primary is Tuesday. Um, so you mentioned what you know, about standing up to immigration, uh, and that's kind of how you ended up in Congress, isn't it? Because you made, that's how you made your uh, made a name for yourself. Illegal immigration. Yeah, it is. I, you know, it is. I, I stood up. You know, wrote the first law in America uh, in trying to, to stop the problem and. Nobody, nobody helped me. Nobody stood up. I had to do it by myself as a mayor of a small town in Pennsylvania. And I fought it all the way to the Supreme Court. And, and because of what I did in Hazleton, uh, state of Arizona used my ordinance. Uh, Fremont, Nebraska used my ordinance. It's been replicated a- around uh, other places. And that was because I had the courage to actually do what other people wouldn't do. And I went to Congress and, and realized that's where the problem actually exists. And, you know, we still have that problem where, you know, people say they're going to do things, but they don't really have the courage to do them. And um, I think as a governor, you have a lot more power, a lot more ability to, to actually make those changes. And, and uh, that's why I think this will be a uh, election where people know what they're going to get. You won't have to guess what I'm going to do tomorrow. Just look, you know, I have a record. Look what I've already done. Could you kind of explain uh, the, at least the Cliff Notes version of what was going on in Hazleton and, and uh, what you what you had to stand up against? Because a lot of people sure. don't remember you that. Know, we, we, we watched our population grow by 50%, but our tax revenues stayed the same. Imagine having 50% more people in your community that, that weren't paying taxes. The revenue was not coming in, but I had to provide services for them. Police, fire, health you know, code enforcement, and we saw the quality of life change. We watched gangs move in 
as as the drug dealers were coming into Hazleton recruiting children in third and and fourth grade and and uh, some of the violent gangs that that were also uh, moving into Hazleton and uh, I asked for help. I went down and met with the Department of Justice in 2005. Told them that we had an illegal immigration problem, even though we were 2,000 miles away from the nearest southern border. Uh, they were great. They brought in all these experts uh, to talk to me, and at the end of the day, they gave me a coffee mug. Uh, they gave me a lapel pin, uh, pat on the back, and they sent me home. And uh, very shortly after that, John, a young man, 29 years old, Derek Kishline, father of three young children, he had some words with the head of the Latin Kings, who was in the country illegally, arrested five times in New York and left go each time, a sanctuary city. They had some words, and uh, uh, Pedro Cabrera put a gun between Derek's eyes, shot and killed him. And, uh, you know, we spent half of our yearly budget and uh, overtime in the police department in catching him and his mother, uh, him and his buddy. And I sat with Derek's uh, mother when she said, why is my son gone? And this man was still in the country, and I had enough. Enough was enough. Uh, I wrote the first law in America. I stood there and I fought it all the way to the Supreme Court. Well, um, and that's uh, and and what do you think now when you see what's going on at the border? Well, I think I was right. I might have yeah. been ahead of my time there. You know, they called me all kind of names, John. I I had to wear a vest for a while. I couldn't go home from City Hall the same way. Uh, they, I would go home. I have to go home a different way, so I didn't have a pattern. Uh, I was was threatened. I had names called, the names that called me, the media. Uh, I slept with a shotgun under my bed when our dog barked in the middle of the night. Our shotgun came down, but what I didn't do was back down. I stood there and I stood even stronger because right is right and wrong is wrong and illegal is illegal. And this is a country of immigrants who, who, who we're, we're, we're a country of immigrants that accepts people from all over the world to be part of our country. But you have to come here legally. There's a difference. And, and I stood there, and, and the American people watched me stand there by myself. And I think that's what I bring to, to this race, is, is that's what we need right now with what we see going on, not only in our country, but, but in our own state. And nobody has to doubt whether or not I have the courage to fight for them because they've watched me do it as a mayor. We're talking to Lou Barletta. He's running for governor, and he's in the primary, uh, which uh, is going to be uh, taking place on Tuesday for the Republican nomination. So um, abortion, uh, Josh Shapiro, the uh, Democrat candidate, uh, he says he would veto any attempt to limit abortions in Pennsylvania. Where are you on that issue, and how do you differ with Mastriano on that, if at all? Sure, sure. So, you know, again, people, they won't have to guess what I'm going to do. I have a record uh, of voting in Congress and where I stand. I have a 100% uh, voting record for life. So if there's any pro-life uh, bills... Uh, you know, protecting the life of the unborn uh, that come to my desk, I'm going to sign it. Yeah, and and then uh, there's the uh, issue of uh, school choice. Uh, this is a big thing with me. Uh, I've, I've been a big fan of this for a long time. Uh, Republicans have talked the talk about school choice for a long time, but they haven't walked the walk. Um, at some point, uh, the Republicans, I think, have to actually not talk about it and do something about it. Where are you on that issue, uh, Lou? Yeah, there's no question. You know, if COVID taught us one thing, we got to see what our kids were learning uh, because they were learning remotely at home and we didn't like it. And and listen, if we want to lift people out of poverty, if we want to give them a good opportunity in life, it's not a government check. It's not a government handout. It's, it's a diploma or a skill. And we're going to make sure that parents have the right to take their children and put them in a school of their choice. And their tax dollars should should go toward that education. And and again, I have great ideas for our public schools, but but I am totally going to be on the side of allowing parents to make sure their kids are in the school of their choice. I signed the 1776 pledge. I'm the only candidate to sign that, and that's a pledge to to you and the people of Pennsylvania that you will be in charge of your own child's education. You're going to see the curriculum of what's being taught to them. You're going to be able to look at the textbooks. There will be no critical race theory uh, being taught to them as well. And, John, I'm going to tell you, I, I, uh, I was at, at an event where a woman was holding up a poster and, and, and yelling. They drug her out. The poster looked pornographic. And as, as I came out of the, the forum, uh, nobody would talk to her, and I did go over to her, and it was pornographic. 
and she told me this book is in the school library in my son's school. Yep. And then she told she, she showed me another one. It was a page. I'm almost ashamed to even even talk about this. It it was a book, and the father was talking about uh, having incest with his 12 year old daughter, and he yeah. was describing it. It made me sick to my stomach, yeah. and that's gonna stop. The well, fact that these books are in our schools and we don't even know about it, it's time for us to take control of, of education here in Pennsylvania. Hey, hey, uh, Lou, I'm out of time. Good luck on Tuesday. Okay. Thanks, John. Everyone can go to LouBarletta.com. Okay. Please join me. All right. Very good. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. There's more evidence that inflation is likely to remain high in the months ahead. The Labor Department's producer price index was five-tenths of a percent higher in April than in March. And when compared with April of last year, producer prices were 11 percent higher. Still, both figures represent a slowdown from March. It's the first decline in the yearly data since December 2020. In key categories, shipping and warehousing prices leapt 3.6% in April from March. Food costs rose 1.5%, and new car prices rose eight-tenths of a percent. Ben Thomas, Washington. A shortage of baby formula in the United States, driving parents to swap, sell, and offer leftover supplies to each other. The gap stems from supply chain disruptions and a safety recall. The Dow is off 548 points. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. You listen to this radio station for truth at a time when truth is an endangered species. Now, we want to invite you to listen to our sister TV network, Salem News Channel. You'll find us in the App Store or online at SalemNewsChannel.com or on Roku or similar devices. You'll see Hugh Hewitt in the morning, followed by Mike Gallagher. You'll see Dennis Prager, followed by Sebastian Gorka. And at 5 Eastern Time, our newest star, Andrew Wilkow, with Dinesh D'Souza at 7 Eastern. Salem News Channel, the antidote to the mainstream media. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. Your product is amazing. I can't believe how much different I feel. <laughs> My energy level is off the chain. <laughs> you know, I'm 67 years old as of yesterday. Okay, and uh, it's off the chain. I'm out there. I, I'm in business for myself, and I'm out there doing a young buck game, and they can't keep up with me. Um, I sleep better. I eat better. I don't know, man. I, I think the product, if, I, if I'd have known eating this much fruit and vegetables would have done this to me when I was a kid, I've been eating them like this ever since I was young. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com for more information or to place your order. Shipping is always free. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code balance. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On June 1st, you could win $5,000 and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Enter the Kindness Challenge today at TheAnswerPGH.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
It's bumper to bumper on the Parkway East outbound. Really slow crawl between Boulevard of the Allies and the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Lots of volume and a really solid delay there. On the inbound side, it's busy 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. On the Parkway West, delays inbound between Green Tree and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's about a 10-minute delay with that volume. Outbound 28, still heavy between Route 8 and Delafield Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Tonight we'll see clear to partly cloudy skies, the low 60. Tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy with a high of 77. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy, low 60. On Saturday, cloudy skies and humid with a few showers and a thunderstorm, the high 76. And Saturday night will be mostly cloudy and mild with a passing shower, the low 61. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Grace Miratori. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the Republican primary is coming up on Tuesday, and there's a three-way race for the nomination for Congress in this district, Republican nomination, that is, uh, in District 17, which includes Beaver County and most Pittsburgh suburbs in Allegheny County. The polls show Jeremy Schaefer leading Jason Kilmeyer and Kathleen Coder, and Jeremy Schaefer joins us now. Jeremy, thanks for coming on. Thank you, John. It's an honor to be on your show. So it seems to be a race between you and Jason Kilmeyer. What would you say are the differences between the, you two guys? Well, you know, uh, honestly, the biggest differences are between myself and the Democrats right now. Um, you know, we are already being attacked by the Democrats. They realize that I'm the strongest uh, candidate out there. And I like to tell people as soon as I win the Republican primary, I'm going to send whichever of the two Democrats win a map of the district, because right now, neither of the Democrats actually live in the 17th district. Uh, they both live within the city of Pittsburgh, which is outside of the district. That's good. But you, you still have to beat. Uh, you have to get the nomination. What uh, what's well, the what's yeah, your people we are looking? We're, we're very confident about the nomination. We've gotten tremendous grassroots support. Uh, we we just had a volunteer event this past weekend. We had over 100 people. Uh, helping out on the campaign. I was also just endorsed by the Fraternal Order of Police. And uh, so when we look at reaching out to our, our key voters that uh, make up the Republican Party, uh, you know, we've been endorsed by the police. Uh, we've gotten endorsements uh, from Fire Owners Against Crime. I've been endorsed by over 30 uh, local committee leaders. And uh, I have a tra- proven track record here of serving our, com- our community for over 20 years uh, throughout the North Hills. And that is something that's earned me uh, a lot of trust from conservative leaders in this area. Um, abortion is going to be a major topic. Um, where do you come down on that issue, and how do you differ with the other two candidates on that, if at all? Yeah. So, so I, I am pro-life. Um, I've been endorsed by Life Pack uh, for all the times uh, that I, I've been on the ballot. Uh, you know, I'm, I tell people I'm blessed with five children, uh, and. I see uh, firsthand the beauty of life, the sanctity of life. And that is something that I've always stood for. It's not something that's new to me. And, uh, you know, I do believe that all of the Republican candidates are pro-life. And I believe all the Democrat candidates are not. So that there will be a distinction in the general election. What about um, the uh, what's going on now with Roe v. Wade and sending it back to the states? There are some people... Uh, I guess there are already some Republican senators who say that once uh, the uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade becomes official, which most people are expecting is going to happen, that they would uh, support legislation that would outlaw abortion after a heartbeat is detected at six weeks. That would be like a um, I believe that um, I believe that Jason Kilmeyer is in favor of a federal law that would do that. Would you be in favor of that? So first, first, let me say, you know, I'm, I'm 45 years old. In my entire lifetime, there has never been a leak like what has occurred um, mm-hmm. at the Supreme Court. This has been an attempt um, by, I believe, the, the liberal wing of the Supreme Court to try to subvert justice from going on. Um, I certainly hope that the draft opinion is passed. Um, according to that draft opinion, really... Uh, this will put power back to the states, and it will primarily, like you were just interviewing um, uh, Lou Barletta, right. it will put uh, it will put it will put power, like as he was referring to, back to the states to be able to make decisions uh, at the states. You know, I, I am strongly pro-life. I would support uh, bills that 
really that would support life in any form. But really the proper place to do that would be at the state level. That I think is, we don't know what the rule, and really I think at this point we have to wait and see what the ruling will be because once again, this is a draft ruling, but uh, when we see that draft ruling, which hopefully, hopefully it will overturn Roe v. Wade, so you, then we'll be able to move forward there. Yeah, yeah. so you, you would not necessarily be in favor of uh, federal law. You don't think that would uh, work? I, I think that, uh, you know, we, we absolutely need to protect the unborn, but there is a risk that I, I'm not even sure until we read the, the ruling on what we'll be able to do from a federal perspective. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, do you have polling that shows how important abortion is going to be to the voters in November? Because it's something that is always in the news, and it's something that the media, and I'll throw myself in there, uh, but the media like to to dwell on that um, uh, issue because it's uh, something that people uh, come to with passion, and it creates ratings and all that. But a lot of the polls show that it's when if you make a list of the you know, the important issues, it doesn't get listed near the top very often. It's actually the other way around. So I'll just say this, you know, I've, in terms of the polling on abortion, um, I've always been pro-life. And so I don't need a poll to tell me what my view should be, Mm -hmm. but I think you are correct. Um, that, uh, look, I, I went to the gas station today. I had to fill up my minivan. I paid just under $80 to fill up my minivan. Uh, before that, I go, went to the grocery store. You know, I have five children. You would hate to see my grocery store. Oh, I right would. Uh, yeah. So when, and absolutely, as we're contacting voters, as we are uh, engaging people out there, especially the swing voters and across the district, I'm out here in Beaver County right now talking with you. People are in a state of shock over the price of filling up their gas tanks, over the price of going to the grocery store and trying to figure out, can I even get the cereal or the food or the baby formula that my child wants? And then even if it's there, what can I afford paying this price? Uh, People are, they know that Biden has destroyed uh, our economy and they are fed up and we are, we are ready to run uh, on that message here. Um, So, um, the Republicans have talked a good game on school choice, and I talked to Lou about this. Uh, this is a big thing with me, but they haven't really walked the walk. Has there ever been a better time to be calling for school choice? Uh, you are, I am the poster child for school choice. Uh, I have five children. I can tell you that my wife and I pray over each of those children and just try to decide what is best for them. Um, right now, two of our children are in public school. Two of our children are being homeschooled by my wife. And one of the children is in a Christian school. And that, that has changed through time. And we are fortunate that we have the resources and the, and the flexibility uh, to be able to do what is best for each of our children. Because I can tell you from my own children's needs that each of them learn differently. Each of them have different needs, have different strengths, have different weaknesses. And I, as a parent, I want each of them to thrive and succeed. And uh, I am, this is an issue I'm very passionate about. And it really breaks my heart when I see children in the community that, that may not be succeeding to their potential. And, and that's not to say that the public school is bad. The reality is that one size doesn't fit all. Some children, like myself, I went to public school my entire K through 12. And, and I did very, very, very well in public school. Ended up going to Carnegie Mellon, getting a PhD um, based on that education. Uh, and, and I'm an engineer because of it. But I really believe my, my, one of my core principles is that we need to empower parents and not empower bureaucrats. Would um, eliminate, calling for or voting for, I guess, if you're going to be in Congress, uh, the elimination of the Department of Education be too radical? So we absolutely need to scale back tremendously to partner education. It has gotten way too uh, out of control. My, my core belief is that the money should follow the children. So maybe you have a very, very slim down, some sort of uh, agency to pass that through. Um, and, but ultimately, we do desperately need to reduce the number of bureaucrats in Washington and restore really parental control and local control in our school system. How do you do that? Well, uh, my core belief is that on the federal funding formulas, that you have the money follow the students. So you basically empower the money to flow through the student. We already do this in the post-secondary world. So if you are a college student and you meet certain financial needs, 
you can qualify for a Pell Grant. So wherever you end up going to college, that money follows you to that college, whether or not it's a private college, mm-hmm. a public college, whether or not that college is one mile away from you or 1,000 miles away from you. The federal government already has a system in place to enable, uh, to enable the empowerment of, uh, of, of school choice. And I'd, I've always wondered why there's um, ever – has there ever been any need for the federal government to be sticking its nose in anybody's local public school? How does anybody yeah. in Washington yeah. know what the people in uh, at the Mars School District should be doing? That And, and that's exactly right. So what, that is why I'm all about empowering parents, empowering parents to be able to make – those decisions and to be choosing what is best for their individual children. Yeah. Are, the, you, are you familiar with what they did in West Virginia? I'm not familiar with well, that. Well, no. uh, everybody should be because, um, and I only know because I had uh, someone, the, the guy who led the movement to get this done in the state on my show and talked to him about it. And in West Virginia, uh, I, I think the number is $4,600. Every kid... Uh, it gets forty six hundred dollars to do with whatever the parents want to do with it, and um, they they can use it for homeschooling. They uh, they can they can use it to get a group of ten kids together and be taught by one teacher, and the peop- and the and the parents can get together and and put their forty six hundred dollars each together and create their own little school. Uh, I think the people, I think, and it's right next door here, and I'm, I'm always surprised that uh, of, of a little, uh, the local politicians know about this, and uh, yeah. it's worth looking into. So that, that's the kind well, can, of, go ahead. Yeah, can you imagine if, if you were in the city of Pittsburgh, or you in Wilkinsburg, Wilkinsburg's in the 17th district, yeah. um, if you empowered parents to make that choice, it would be so liberating. I, I used to live in the city of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and one of the main reasons that we decided to move out of the city of Pittsburgh is for schools. Um, you know, we, uh, because ultimately really people, if, if you can't afford it, you know, your only choice is to try to move and be in a place that might be, might be compatible with your interests. But if you empowered parents in these communities, that would be life changing. It, it was, it, I would say it was almost criminal what happened to some of the children in the city of Pittsburgh public school system during COVID. They were without in-person education in those schools for over a year, over a year. Whereas some of the suburban school districts um, were able to, to get back much, much quicker, like for my own children. Um, and some of the kids who desperately needed to be in-person education the most uh, were deprived of that. And right now what you're seeing in some of these uh, testing results, it, it's so depressing and so sad what the effect of that uh, deprivation was to those children. And if those parents had been empowered to make the right choice for their children, like they were doing in West Virginia and I think in some other states, um, they those kids could have had such a better outcome. Well, what, what the, you mentioned the test scores, uh, what shows me uh, that they're being deprived of an education is the test scores long before COVID came out. You have kids graduating yeah. who read at a fifth grade level. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh isn't as bad as some other places, but um, the, and they have no there's no escape. There's no and, escape. And that's costing that's costing the taxpayers. I think the average price per student in the city of Pittsburgh is around twenty eight thousand dollars. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Twenty eight thousand dollars. And you have children graduating who are not able to read and write. I think you and need, yet they're yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yet there are schools that are literally one fourth of that price, sometimes in the same neighborhoods that parents, if they were given the option, uh, would be able to afford. I think uh, uh, Lou talked about uh, his stand on uh, school property taxes. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine if we were able to reduce, um, uh, to to get a higher quality output, like in the city of Pittsburgh, for a fraction of the cost uh, and empower parents? Right there at the state level, I realize that's not a federal issue, to be clear, but mm. you know, right there at the state level, that, that could solve a lot of the, uh, yeah. the, the problem. We're, ta- we're talking to Jeremy Schaefer. He is uh, running for the Republican nomination in District 17 for Congress. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the, uh, the, you could send a kid to Sewickley Academy for 28000 bucks. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if you'd want to do that. Seeing what was what Slick Leak has been in the news. Well, lately, I, but, yeah, I hear that, but yeah, okay. Shady not, side. not not to criticize Slickly. I'm sure Slickly is uh, is yeah. a wonderful place for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's stuff. I know about that stuff going on there. Actually, um, anyway, um, uh, we have a couple of minutes, few minutes left here. I got to ask you, since we're talking about Congress, so uh, I, I want to see yeah. where you come down on uh, this question: Is defending Ukraine and prolonging the war? worth what it's uh, doing to our economy, and uh, would you have voted for the $40 billion that was sent there this week? Only 57 Republicans didn't vote for it. Yeah. So, I, I, number one, we are in a very bad situation in Ukraine. Ukraine is in a, in a very bad situation. I, I like to, as an engineer, I always, I'm trying to look at the root cause of the problem. How, how could we have prevented this? How can we prevent it in the future? Um, so, why, why did Putin feel emboldened to even invade Ukraine? It was because of a supreme failure of leadership by Biden. He, Putin and other world leaders saw the weakness in, in our executive branch, and they saw like what happened in Afghanistan and the debacle of what happened. They saw that Biden was willing to let us retreat in, in, in ways that were many of us would never have even thought of. And what did Putin do? He saw that weakness and he saw what he thought was an opportunity to go into Ukraine. So what has resulted is now a humanitarian tragedy in Ukraine that really the free world does need to step into. I believe that Europe should bear, um, uh, should bear the burden here. It's right in their back door. But we do need to support um, Ukraine. We should not be in a position where we have to do this. Um, but because of failure of leadership, we are forced into this position. So we're forced into making, um, picking the best of a couple bad choices right now. Uh, and, and that's where we're at. Well, I'll take that as a yes. You would have voted for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, based on your campaigning and talking to voters, uh, last question for Jeremy Schaefer. Um, wh- what's the most important issue to people in Western PA? I know uh, right now it's uh, gas prices and inflation, but... Uh, in general, what, what's the most important issue, do you think? You know, the other issue that I talk a lot about and, and is the fact that this country a few months ago uh, eclipsed $30 trillion in debt. $30 trillion in debt. You know, I have to balance my family's budget. I have to balance when I have my own company, my company's budget. When I was a Ross Township commissioner, we had to balance our budget. This, comp- this country, we have had a failure of congressional leadership, which has racked up an enormous debt. That is a moral issue. We are... Stealing. We are robbing from the future of, of our children, of the next generation. And it's also a national security issue. If you interest rates are going up, a normal 5% interest on $30 trillion in debt, that's $1.5 trillion a year. That is double, double what we spend on our entire national defense budget. Um, we, we are all Republicans, Democrats, independents. We are in the boat together. We're on the river. And there is a waterfall dead ahead of us. And we need leaders in both parties uh, who will stop paddling us faster to the waterfall, but will take, make, take the hard votes to start turning that boat around. Because we absolutely – one of the main functions of Congress is to appropriate money. And they have done a very, very bad job of that. Um, and so just like I oftentimes have to tell my children no to things that they want, they, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, we need some people who are able to stand up and make the tough choices. And. Uh, I, I am, I don't need to go to Congress. I'm going to Congress because, uh, I'm a problem solver and I, I look at my children every day in their eyes and I want them to have the same country, the same freedoms, the same opportunities that I had when I was growing up. And right now I'm very concerned that we're not on that track to do that. Jeremy, I'm out of time. Jeremy Schaefer, uh, good luck on Tuesday. Thank you very much for having me on the show, John. Okay. We'll be right back. Dr. Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz is a liberal on guns. Listen to him in his own words. How do we keep guns out of the wrong person's hands? Red flag laws. Even worse, Oz supported New Zealand-style forced government gun buybacks, tracking gun owners with universal licensing, and an assault rifle ban. No wonder Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz, a Hollywood liberal and total fraud. Dave McCormick, he's an Iraq combat veteran with a bronze star. 
He's a proud son of Pennsylvania and a sportsman. Dave McCormick is a conservative who you can trust to stand up to the woke liberal mob and protect your Second Amendment rights. Honor Pennsylvania, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Paid for by Honor Pennsylvania, Inc. HonorPennsylvania.com. This is John Stoggerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels, that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the storage, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel Feel soft, but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the My Pillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent. Regularly one hundred nine ninety nine. Now thirty nine ninety nine. Just go to mypillow.com, click on the new radio lister specials, get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call eight hundred seven one six eight zero eight seven for these great radio specials. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So here's something for you. You're going to be hearing a lot about abortion, obviously. Well, the Pro-Choice Caucus in Congress has sent out a little memo for everybody on, on how to change the language. This is how they work. They're saying the same thing, but they want to use different words. Uh, here's some do's and don'ts. Harmful language would be choice. They want to start using the word decision. So they, they're going to say that the woman should have the be able to make the chis- decision, not the choice, to get an abortion. Reduce abortion safe, legal, and rare. That's now a don't. The do is safe, legal, and accessible. And then unwanted pregnancy is going to be changed to unexpected pregnancy because nobody want, can be un, uh, no pregnancy can be unwanted, right? And then uh, conscience uh, clause protection, refusal of care, denial of care laws, back alley abortion, coat hangers, that's not good. Criminalizing health care is the way we're going to talk about it now. So just that's something for you to keep in mind over the next six months. Meanwhile, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.